Hi, my name is Eric Myers, and this is the very first episode of my series of podcasts all about beer. I'll be covering everything from how beer is made to how beer is served and all kinds of stuff in between, including comments and thoughts about the beer industry and pretty much anything else I might want to talk about. To start you off this time, let me tell you a little bit about about me and why I'm doing this. I'm the founder and head brewer at Mystery Brewing Company in Hillsborough, North Carolina. I also run a beer blog uh, that you're probably listening to this on called Top Fermented, in which I can be found ranting and raving in a sort of curmudgeonly sort of way about the beer industry and beer and all kinds of things around it. Um, And finally, I'm also a certified Cicerone, uh, one of the 611 we've just learned from the Wall Street Journal, uh, which sort of the, uh, the beer equivalent of a sommelier. Cicerones are guides to beer rather than experts per se. Uh, you know, we're experts, but the that's really not the, the goal is to... We're, we're not supposed to be snooty nerds. We're supposed to be guides to beer. And since I'm somewhat of an enormous nerd in general, this uh, hyper-technology uh, put an audio file inside of a blog post is my way of guiding. Uh, I also want to be able to make something for people who would really like to learn about beer or have specific questions about beer, but don't really have the time or patience to sit down and read the you know, 150 some odd books that I've read, or, you know, really want to spend years delving into specific styles or science or anything like that. This is my way of helping people learn. So I guess the easy way to start all of this off is by answering what is actually a very difficult question that inevitably comes up every time there's a long conversation about beer, and that is, what is craft beer? In the beer industry, when we refer to craft beer, we're typically referring to the Brewers Association definition of it. So the the BA is the Professional Organization for Brewers, and they base their definition of craft beer on taxation laws, since that's really the easiest way for them to be able to create specific criteria for their membership. So according to the BA, a craft brewery is small, independent, and local. So what that is, is any brewery that makes under 6 million barrels of beer per year, which is actually a whole lot of beer, uh, and is primarily owned by people and not another company inside the U.S., and one that has an all-barley flagship or only uses adjuncts for flavor or character. We'll get into what an adjunct is another time, probably, um, but here is the basic long and short of that definition. It is uh, anybody who is not Bud Miller, of course, or you know Pacifico or whatever. It's, it's not any of the large international conglomerate breweries. It also tends to exclude large brewery partnerships or any brewery that has a large portion of ownership overseas, regardless of how small they are. So uh, this sort of takes away Omegong out of the picture. They're owned. They're a small brewery up in New York State, but they're owned uh, primarily by a Belgian company. It takes out things like Red Hook, Pyramid, and Magic Hat, who have a conglomeration together called North American Breweries. Uh, it takes away anybody who has ownership from any of the large guys. Uh, this includes something like Goose Island, who is no longer considered a craft brewery because they've had the majority share bought by AB InBev. So because it's sort of a confusing definition and taxation-based and kind of crazy like that, uh, drinkers tend to hold another definition of craft beer, which is something along these lines. Beer that I like that isn't crappy, fizzy, and yellow. And... It's kind of a limiting definition, uh, and one that isn't very helpful when trying to describe craft beer to other people. 
because, you know, some craft beers are fizzy, and some craft beers are yellow, and unfortunately, some craft beers are also crappy. And that's just kind of a fact of life. So um, it really falls down to something along the lines of beer that I like, which is a really unfortunate uh, way of, of describing something to somebody else. So here's my definition of craft beer. <clears throat> Excuse me, because uh, I feel like I'm tr- I w- wanted to come up with something that was a an overarching uh, you know, criteria-based uh, piece, which is still kind of woogie anyway. Here we go. It's beer that's crafted with artistry, flavor, and quality in mind. So because of that, craft what craft beer is and what a craft brewery is has a lot to do with the people inside of it. Uh, in my mind, there's a lot of beer out there that's legally craft beer that isn't really craft beer, and there's a lot of beers that are made by breweries who aren't legally craft breweries that I think are excellent craft beers. And that's because they're made with the artistry and the love of the craft. You've got people inside there who are absolutely passionate about it and making and crafting an excellent product. It's not a chemistry experiment. It's not, uh, you know, strictly science-based putting the flavors together. It is somebody sitting down and saying, I'm putting these ingredients together because they taste good and I know that they're going to taste good. I'm making a quality product uh, I'm crafting a quality product. You know, it's it's the the difference between somebody making furniture by hand and uh, something. You know, somebody having a, an automated system putting something together. One of them is a craft, and one of them is just a factory making the product. They both might be absolutely excellent products, but uh, one of them is a craft. Unfortunately, this definition sort of tends to sit somewhere along the lines of that of pornography, which is I know it when I see it. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I know what my definition of craft beer is, and it's very difficult to pass that definition on to other people, especially when it comes down to uh, I know it from the people who make it, because it's not always really easy to see the people who make the beer. Uh, you know, Budweiser and uh, and Miller Coors both own brands that come off like craft beers. They look like craft beers. They drink like craft beers. And they're excellent beers, but they're not craft because they are marketing initiatives and they are made uh, with profits in mind and not with craft and flavor in mind. Sure, somebody along the way might have said, hey, I bet these, this would make a really good tasting beer, but that's not the end goal for these brands. They're factory brewed beers. Uh, that are being made as cheaply as possible for the profit, rather than something being put together because somebody thought that it would taste great. So uh, one of the things that I really want to talk about, sort of going along that same line, that's going on here in North Carolina, or will be going on here in North Carolina very soon, which I think is really interesting, uh, it actually has to do with Goose Island. Uh, Goose Island, as we established before, is no longer a craft brewery. They are owned partially by AB InBev, uh, and it's more than 50%, and so they're uh, primarily an AB InBev product. And while Goose Island retains control of a lot of their uh, really great craft-oriented brands, uh, Bourbon County Stout and all of their sours, and uh, I think a lot of the stuff that's made in the brew pubs and everything like this, uh, their core brands are now owned and being brewed by AB InBev. So things like uh, 312 Wheat or Hunker's Pale Ale um, or those kinds of beers, the IPAs, uh, you know, Pale Ale, Wheat, and, and that kind of stuff is being brewed at Budweiser plants now and is being uh, released across the country and specifically, as far as I know, here in North Carolina uh, in the next week or so. 
So uh, I've received an invitation to go to uh, the release party. It's actually uh, Monday night, which is the day after that I'm uh, that I'm recording this. So um, and probably posting this as well. And um, it really presents a really interesting thing in North Carolina. And I don't know if this is going to be a long-term problem or not, but it, it shows uh, a piece of the future of craft. Uh, and how we are in the eyes of the of the big brewers, and so I think it's worth talking about, even though it gets kind of esoteric here. Uh, so deal with uh, uh, with me as I go on this brain spiral. But um, the really interesting thing about Goose Island being released now through Budweiser Distributors is that it is not just a competing craft brand being brought into the state. So it's not Stone or New Belgium coming into the state. It's not uh, Southern Tier or something like that. This is actually a craft brand under the auspices of a craft brand that is owned by AB InBev. So it's a core brand for AB InBev, which means that they are, in a lot of ways, obligated to move it ahead of the other craft brands that they carry because it is their core craft brand. And so this is a really interesting uh, sort of release in the state at this point. And, and I think that it can be, the possibility holds that it, it will be a great detriment to the craft brands that are already inside the state, particularly those carried by Budweiser uh, distributors already. Because uh, the the sales reps at Budweiser distributors have the incentive to move their core brands over their subsidiary brands. So, you know, they're they're going to be moving the Goose Island before they move anything else in their portfolio because that's their core brand. At least that's my theory. <laughs> we'll see how this how this plays out, but it would seem to me that uh, it's a really difficult sell for uh, somebody to, say, move a North Carolina brand that's being distributed through an AB InBev distributor when they can move Goose Island and, as their core brand. So what makes this interesting for the future of beer is that it's really easy for Budweiser to go around and snap up craft breweries. And uh, this is something that if you uh, if you keep an eye on the uh, the the beer blogosphere uh, was actually talked about very recently by the owner of Lagunitas Brewery, as he uh, had a presentation to uh, a bunch of the uh, the big bo- the the big boys, in which he said that uh, the craft drinkers to them are uh, a demographic that can be bought essentially. Uh, that all it really takes is to throw a little bit of money into the segment and they could pretty much crush craft. Uh, and I guess the the main feeling that I've always had about it is that the only reason they haven't sort of taken craft out of the way is because it doesn't seem like uh, a cost-efficient thing to do. But, you know, the craft industry is growing every year. We've just gotten over 5% of the market, and we're growing all the time. And there's been a, a, a steady... Uh, trend of growth over the past 30 plus years that, you know, craft has grown every single year without fail. And in large chunks too, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14% growth every year. It's huge. We're now over 2000 breweries and, and growing like crazy. And at some point it's going to be difficult for these big guys to be able to turn their head anymore. And, and they'll actually say, Hey, these little guys are a threat and, you know, it's worth our time to figure out how to make a cost-efficient IPA that people love. And when they decide to do that, it's going to be crushing for the craft world. Uh, because a lot of people don't care what craft beer is. 
you know, uh, I know that I'm going to be going out and figuring out, you know, who makes what and not buying something that's made by a factory. I'm going to make sure that I'm buying something that's local and independent and well-made. But the vast majority of people out there don't have the resources or really probably even care about what that is. There's a lot of people that drink Blue Moon, even though it's a Miller Coors product. And the reason why is because it's good. And it's it's a fine beer. And if they don't care about being educated about beer, which, hey, who can blame them? It's just beer. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge portion of the demographic that, you know, can be convinced to go elsewise. So if these people are all coming in and, and, you know, becoming craft beer drinkers over time and AB InBev decides, hey, it's cool, we'll just buy up another couple of small craft breweries, take their brands, reinvent them into something that's really large and easy to make, and then, you know, go ahead and put this on the market, we can see a really significant dip in the craft market. Uh, so it's it's that kind of thing. Uh, I think the Goose Island is uh, is a really interesting uh, sort of forebear or foreshadowing of what could happen down the road in the future. And depending on how this plays out over the next couple of months in North Carolina, I think it'll be a really interesting thing to see uh, a, a small foreshadow of what the future could hold. Uh, and that really is, uh, you know, a could based on how craft breweries sort of, you know, react to this and, and how we decide to, to use our market. So anyway, that's enough pontificating for now. You're probably looking at the time, scrolling by on that podcast like I am, thinking, good Lord, this man likes to talk. And I do. Uh, so in the future, you can expect much different things from me. I'll probably do a lot of education, talk a lot about ingredients, where they come from, uh, how they're used in brewing, and that kind of thing. Uh, I'll probably be talking about the brewing process and probably the drinking process and the uh, bar tap cleaning process and all kinds of good stuff. So feel free to tune in in the future. If you have any questions, shoot them my way. Eric at topfermented.com will get questions uh, put into this podcast. And hopefully you will join me for future little uh, blabisodes. And maybe, who knows, I'll come up with some uh, good intro and outro music and uh, make it seem all official and stuff. Until then, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again soon.